What's up, Alien Nation? Yo, yo. I'm back again. I got my homie Ryan on. What's up, Ryan? What's up? How you doing? How you doing, G? Um, one thing that I always talk about on the podcast is, uh, especially for somebody coming on for their first time, is just asking them, like, what's your life story? I feel like, um, and I've mentioned it before on the podcast, like, I feel like our stories are integral to our lives. And, um, I, I mean, think... your, your life is your story, right? I totally story agree. is your life. I totally agree. And I think one of the factors that is uh, spearheading or, or the foundation of, depending on which way you look at it, um, this mental health crisis is that our, found, uh, our society kind of values, like, um, you know, being left alone. But, you know, what that results in is being lonely, you know? Right, right. And then loneliness kind of leads to anxiety and depression and loneliness itself kind of is a mental health disorder for real right and is is um is social media really social, social media drives uh, drives it big time i've right. talked about that here here before it's as well and that's why I, that's actually why i call it alienation mm -hmm. um but i'm also trying to like invert it you know just kind of like they do with the we were just talking about um how they use the word magic with like black lives matter but yet this this company or organization clearly doesn't actually care about black lives if they're trying to dismantle black families, right? Right. right. Um, that's you know the Black Panther movement was pretty much the invert of that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to like reverse their reverse psychology where it's like mm -hmm. I'm taking alienation and I'm making it a nation of aliens because <laughs> <laughs> we're all alienated from the mainstream narrative and we should just share our own narrative with each other. Um, and that's like the way to organically become closer. Mm -hmm. And um, I think cannabis is a big part of that, whether you actually smoke or partake or not, but just, uh, you know, being for it as a medicine, whether it's a medicine for you or not, um, but being for herbs as medicine, being for, uh, you know, not necessarily against big pharma, but allowing uh, natural remedies to compete with big pharma. It definitely gets Monsanto, though. <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> right, absolutely, but uh, but yeah, I'm sorry, I went off on a little tangent, but yeah, man. So, what would you say if you were to uh, share your story? Would you say your life story is? You oh, grew man. up here in Mechanicsville, right? Yeah, right, right, right here, close by, like not not five miles from where we are, but um, I don't know. It hasn't hasn't been. It's been the normal, you know. If if that's a if that's a correct term, I had the mom and dad never split. Grew up, went to went to church. You know what I mean? They split. Or no, no, they they never split. Oh, they, they were they're they still st they're still together. Like mom and dad always been together, and you know, one of them, I never saw any fights. You know, I never saw any kind of, you know, nobody ever drank, nobody smoked. It was, I mean, it was literally the, the nuclear family, what you would put on a wall, and like it was some leave it to beaver shit. Yeah, I I can't I can't hate that. It was nice. Like I, I look on back look back at it and I just, you know, when I was in it, it it was great and looking back on it, it was it was great too. I can't I can't complain. I had a bunch of friends, a bunch of opportunities, you know. Learned a lot. You know, so I can't complain. I had then then I would say I guess things started to change when like you said smoking some some cannabis, you know, like kind of opened my eyes to hey, there's a whole another world, you know. But your parents were open to smoking cannabis. It no, seems no, like. I was not at first. No, I was told that it should be. I should probably be drinking and smoking cigarettes instead of smoking. Really? Weed. Yeah, it was. It, I like had. I, I was told specifically. I wish I, I wish you had just been drinking and smoking cigarettes. That would have been easier to deal with because I'd know how to deal with that. And because they they never had experience with it. Like I said, they were 
I mean, straight and narrow, man. That's that's the way they were. So like, they didn't even know what to. I, I might as well have been doing heroin in their eyes, you know. Oof. It was it's it was like that, you know what I mean? And I, you know, that's where the rift came, you know. Right. That was fifteen, sixteen, right around there. I got, I got busted for a bowl, and man, then then shit just kind of went downhill, you know. But hey, we we made it through it, so got through it. I don't know. That was that was a, that was a rough time though. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, all I have to compare it to is my own life, and uh, I definitely was fortunate, like you, to have parents that were together at least until, you know, I was in college when they split up. Right. Um, and the only difference was my parents weren't really straight and narrow. Like they, the only other similarity was I never really saw them fight. I mean, they mm-hmm. might've had like a verbal tiff here or there, but it wasn't right. like a screaming match or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, nothing you can remember. Yeah. No, nothing, nothing that was super memorable right, right. as far as fighting. Right. Exactly. Um, except for like right before the divorce. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and that was only once. Um, but, but that's, that's a different story, but I will say they were on more on the, the party ending partying end of things like they they were big drinkers and although they kept the drug side of things from me uh they were you know when i when i started smoking weed by the time i started smoking weed they couldn't get mad at me for it right. i knew too much about when, what when, the shit they had done when they found out you were smoking weed it wasn't like you were from another country right it's exactly. like, oh, okay this is is, is thank good thing he's not doing heroin right exactly. <laughs> no, I, yeah no, that's the reaction I wish I'd have had. Right, but, or for they, sure. They had had with me, but no, it was quite the opposite. It was shut everything down, change his phone. You know, I had to get like I had to lose all my contact with everybody oh that I knew. God. I couldn't go out of the house for months. It was rough, man. That guy, what was that? Junior year of high school. Junior year of high school was rough. Because that, that was that also tough. That was also the year when they switched. Hanover High School started. That uh, year. Yeah. So yeah. half my friends left anyway. So wow. then I lost contact with all of them. And then I only got to see the people that were like in class or in, in lunchtime with me. You know what I mean? It was rough. Yeah, I was so I was fortunate in that sense. I guess fortunate or unfortunate, depending on how you look at it. Uh, but, you know, like I said, my parents were partiers, but they didn't promote the, the, the trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they were like okay with me drinking in high school. Um, but I didn't, I was like anti-weed. I was like Republican, like supported Bush and... Yeah, see, I've never, I've never had a side. I just kind of walked in there, <coughs> right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I was never too political, uh, but I was yeah. all, I was like patriotic. I feel um, you, I feel you. <coughs> I can get behind that. And like... Uh, NASCAR. Yeah, yeah kind of yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I grew up in the country, so no, like Mechanicsville is considered kind of country, mm-hmm. but I grew up Especially in the, in the we country, were, country. I mean, when we were younger, it was, and I mean, my family's out in King and Queen, so like, yeah, that's so country, you know boy. it's country yeah. then, yeah, exactly, that's what mm-hmm. Middlesex, Middlesex is pretty, and where, especially like where I was in Middlesex is pretty much like anywhere in King and Queen, it's like, you go off the gravel road, and then you get off that road, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you go a mile down a gravel road, once, then you get off that road, the then you see the driveway, are, that's where the house is after the hound dogs, yeah. when you can see the, the river, then you're almost there, right, right, <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, yeah, I grew up country, and, and, you know, uh, one, the first kind of eye-opening documentary that I saw was one by a guy named, uh, Aaron Russo. You ever heard that name? I have not. 
he was he the documentary was called America from Freedom to Fascism and it was about the in, the illegal income tax law. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes on a search for the the law, and which is I mean I'm, I'm pretty sure doesn't income exist. tax can only be done when we're at war, right? It doesn't exist technically, uh, and then you'll hear people say the Sixteenth Amendment allowed it, and mm-hmm. then when you research the Sixteenth Amendment ratification. There was a lot of a lot of sketchiness behind just its ratification. That most of the congressmen were home for Christmas, right? And the, the they, few and who stayed a word that no one knew. understood at the time. Like, yeah, it was like <laughs> yeah. So yeah, exactly. Very uh-huh. similar. Very uh-huh. similar to, to that situation with uh, reefer fear, madness and all. Yep. Fear, ignorance, and then hate, and then yeah, yep. that's how you get jobs done. Yeah, it, propaganda, disinformation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but at the at the end of the day too, though, like especially back back then, it was one thing, but now with the internet, it's almost like if you, it's if you well, not only is it it's it's not only easier Quicker. to publish the propaganda and the disinformation, it's also easier to decipher it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not deciphering it, it's almost your fault at it this is, point. It is. You're you know just, what I mean? You're just a sheep at that point, right? I mean, you have the tools now to decipher it. Back in the 1930s, 1940s, is a little bit more excusable if you were uh, under their spell, so to speak. You know what I mean? But now yeah. you've got the tools. Yes, they they can use the tools to put the and those honestly, spells out there. So 1930s, to speak, but... 1940s, you were being benefited by the tools. You know, it wasn't yeah, as but if you were white. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're yeah. right. Yes, yes. Yeah. Not everyone was benefited the same. Right. The 60s was a wild time. Yes. <laughs> I guess I guess I was thinking financially like, you know. Yeah, they, yeah, they didn't for actually sure. For ruin sure. And all of everybody's ability to live by that point. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. No doubt, no doubt. So, I mean, I guess that's a good segue into like uh you know, a lot of this, a lot of what I do with the podcast is like share worldview. So like kind of get at just deeper questions where, whether that's coming from a spiritual or political or economic, uh, I don't really care what angle we, we uh, tackle things from. I just kind of like being real. Mm-hmm. And so like, uh, you know, especially for me, like I was just saying, like I grew up country and kind of patriotic, um, I would say like conservative, but not necessarily Republican. It was just a military upbringing. So it was kind of that sense of America, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And America first. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, partially. (laughs) The desire to have them open, but still too young and innocent and Mm -hmm. ignorant to fully open them, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, so, so there was, you know, a few... You know that, that documentary I mentioned, and there was Zeitgeist. There was a, uh, and then just smoking cannabis. Yeah, right? was, the experience of smoking cannabis. Probably, probably smoking can- and then and then LSD as well. Oh, and then psychedelics, right? <laughs> yes, so, uh, psychedelics as well. LSD and mushrooms for sure. Going to like a music festival and doing a little bit of psychedelics, and then just mm. yeah, good good stuff for sure. Got a little change the way you think about things a little bit. No doubt, no doubt. So. So yeah, I mean, just to just to give you the kind of floor to, to spell it out in a in a longer form, uh, what would you say like your formative experiences were as far as developing your worldview, and then what transformative experiences uh, changed that, and then where do you stand now as far as um, just how you like the I guess the lens through which you see the world. 
Well, like you said, I've always it's always been kind of like conservative. I don't I wouldn't say I've ever really been any party. You know, never been never never lean one way or the other. Honestly, just just conservative. And then once I got the the information to know kind of what how I felt what the word behind it was, I guess you could say. I read a um, had a girlfriend. Her mom gave me a. Uh, um, Ron Paul book. Can't remember what it's called. The Revolution or I, End I, of the Fed? I believe it was The Revolution. I re- th- so those were also... I was a big Ron Paul fan, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Uh, and that book changed me. I, I, I at really... Least it, at least it put words behind what how I was feeling, I guess you could say. That's awesome to hear, man. I agree mm-hmm. 100%. Um, you know, money... There's a lot of different ways... When you talk about conspiracy, and we'll get there in a minute, but like... My first experience of feeling like there was a conspiracy, so to speak, not, you know, mm-hmm. depends on how you look at that word. That's too. a touchy word. Right. But uh, my first introduction to it was through Ron Paul and then like Aaron Russo and, and money and, and trying to mm-hmm. understand money because I feel like um, money is kind of like freedom in a way, if you're being real, you know? Yep. It just gives you access to a lot more... It's the ability to be free. Right, right. And so, you know, as a young as a youngin', so to speak, that was kind of my uh, information avenue to, to conspiracy because Ron Paul talks about the Federal Reserve and central banking, and so that's kind of... That's the first rabbit hole I went down, right? Yeah, that's, um, that's a good one, too. And sorry to, to interrupt, I want I want to let you no, continue, no, you're, 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 but I just was agree in such agreement, and like, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. I forgot what I was talking about. What, what was I saying? Uh, well, basically how, how you know, um, I think you, you, you had already talked about a little bit how your worldview had formed. You were oh, yeah, a little yeah, conservative, um, well, that, you that, read Ron Paul. That, that Ron Paul book was really good, and then uh, not only that, but the same kind of time, I guess I read... Um, uh, Nature by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Right. That's a really good book too, and that was kind of one of those like, okay, okay, I can see. I don't know. I felt like I was reading my future thoughts in a book. It was like I was reading five years in the future written down on paper, and I was really shocked by it. And I don't know. I liked it, and and those two books really kind of, I don't know, put me in that mindset of like we really need to get away from this like this artificial life, I guess, you know, and, uh, embrace the cannabis, embrace the earth, you know what I mean? Get away from... Being fake altogether. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm out of the uh, the social media and all this. I haven't, yet, I haven't been in it so long. I couldn't tell you the last time I was on it. Right, I am, I am on Twitter. Um, I deleted all the other ones. I deleted them all for a while, and then... Uh, there is always like an itch for, at least for me, um, to kind of know what's going on in the world, like mm-hmm. current events, news. Even if you know that uh, there's a slant to it, or there's you know they're 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 putting their own filter on it, so to you speak. You can at least be aware of the story. <clears throat> right. Okay. You can be if as long as you're aware of the spin, then you can kind of keep up with it, right? Mm-hmm. I just and, like to leave myself like ignorant of the the stupidity. <laughs> Uh, but it, there, I mean, you're there's right. certainly an art, and I, I gotta say, a good point of looking at it though. But the two months where I was completely off of it, I feel like I was a little bit more at peace, right? 
happier. I was a little less agitated. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, you get so touchy when you start paying attention. You're like, too, yeah, too much. Somebody yeah. says something, you go off, and you're like, I'm not even talking about that. You're like, oh yeah, right. I'm just, I'm in my own head, upset. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that happens to all of us for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I like about Twitter. And I mean, it, it's it could change very soon because it seems like they're cracking down on free thinking. Looks uh, like it. <laughs> uh, but the one thing I do like about it is there is like a there's like a conspiracy community that's been carved out in like a numerology, mm-hmm. uh, gemat- gematria. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but I thought you were gonna say Jumanji, and we just watched that the other night. Oh uh, right, <laughs> that's a, that's a crazy movie, right? <laughs> But, uh, there is, there is no, I'm sorry to to have interrupted you again, but, um, it, it does, it does seem as if Twitter, you know, I, you got, again, you don't have to follow the mainstream stuff and there is a, a small niche of accounts that are fun for me to follow. Right. Um, And that's, and that's, that's where I'm at with that, but I'm off of Instagram, I'm off of Facebook and. I totally agree with you as far as social media causing uh, right. distraction. Yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure, and just a lot of misinformation and disinformation and misinformation. For sure, for sure. So, where do you stand now as far as how you see things? <clears throat> I've, I will. I've always, uh, you know, since I've been able to form my opinion, it's, it's basically just a personal freedom. Is how I feel. Personal freedom is my stance on everything. I could not care if you're blue, red, purple, orange, Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal, whatever you are. If you're taking away my personal freedoms, I don't like you. And if you're giving me my personal freedoms, I'm for you. That's pretty much where it stands. Have you ever seen the movie, I don't know if it's a documentary or a movie, it's kind of like an independent film, uh, Waking Life? Mm-mm. Okay. So there's this scene, it's, the whole movie is like a dream. It's, it's like an animated film, and this guy's dream tripping, like dream traveling. And uh, in one of the scenes, <clears throat> he's talking about freedom. And he's talking about like physics and like the materialistic worldview that science is, scientism, right, that kind of locks us into. And it's like quantum physics has kind of proven this whole model wrong, and yet right. we're still clinging to it, right? And that's what we do. <laughs> right. It makes sense to us. Yeah, it, so we're the center of the universe. We have to be. You know? Right. Exactly. That's literally like that's literally the same phenomena. Right. It's like we we can can't we, accept the facts. Right. Can we kick them out of the country it, just so we don't have to listen to them anymore? You know. Right. It's like that's gonna change. It's gonna be a paradigm shift in in my worldview, and I'm scared of that. So let's just ignore the facts. You know. And it's like I am not down with that <laughs> way of thinking. No. Um, <clears throat> it's going to hit you at some point for sure you can't deny the truth but for so long mm-hmm. uh, so yeah so so uh, so yeah I was saying where do you stand now and then yeah. personal freedoms man that's that's the oh. biggest that's the biggest thing right so as far as like the waking life scene is like he's talking about um the physical world, right? And this right. is kind of bringing soulful and spiritualism into the conversation. But he's saying, like, where does freedom exist if everything is cause and effect? You right. Know, in the material world, everything is proven to be cause and effect. So what is animating that? Is I mean, you can call it consciousness, you can call it God, you can call it nature, you can call it 
light or whatever, energy. Whatever you want to give it a name. Right. Karma. But, but it's something beyond this physical body mm-hmm. that's animated. I mean, Star Wars literally called it the Force, right? Uh, and but so I mean, do you incorporate this kind of a uh, consciousness model or consciousness existing outside of the brain? I mean, how how would you put that? I mean, words themselves are nothing but symbols to to try to share your perception. I don't I don't believe that anything I say is concrete truth. It's just me sharing my perception, and I can try to reflect. The, what's really beyond those words, but no matter what, I'm still having to use words to share what I'm building up as a mental construct and then sending it to you, like, right. you know what I mean, no, through the, words. The, the fact that we can understand each other is, is mind-blowing. That's magical the, in itself, The fact right? that I can read your mind with noises <laughs> that you make through your mouth is just, it blows my mind. It's faith-based, really. It I mean, really is. You have to believe in the meaning behind the what symbols. What if the people in you know, the West Coast changed the, the meaning of a word? We didn't even know it. Right. One day we show up. I mean, like to tell you, tell you a weird story about that. Actually, weird segue. Um, I was at a fish show out in L.A. It was a three-day show, and before the show, I met up with a buddy out in L.A. who lived in uh, Oregon at the time. He drove down to meet us. I hadn't seen him in a few years, and so we're hanging out. And you know, it's two, three in the morning, something like that. And and uh, uh, you know. It, it's just, it's just L.A. Everything's crazy, you know, and it's, and it's just you know, lights everywhere, color and stuff's going on, and it just didn't feel nothing like Mechanicsville, you know what I mean? And I go to the, uh, go to the, go to the concert, and I'm, I'm talking to this guy, and you know, well, what do you, what do you got to do when you get back home, you know? And I was like, well, I gotta work on my tranny, but I, you gotta, you know, and he's like, you, hold up, what? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, man, you know, my, my truck's been messing up. The the, the, the the shifters, it's not it's not going in the gear right. And he's like, oh, your transmission. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I, it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that means something different over here. Uh, last night, yeah, okay, yeah. L.A. is a little, yep, it's different. I gotcha. Awesome. It's yeah, just, it's is just, the words uh, matter, man. Words are a thing. Yeah, for sure. If you misinterpret sure. them, you're going to misinterpret all the meaning. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that, was, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> Hell yeah. So yeah, man, I mean, how would you put, like, your worldview in, into words? I know, I know it's a, something, you mean, take, take a second to think about it. I say, I don't know, I don't know how to put my worldview into, into words. I guess I would say, you know, um, like, you mean, like, why, why are we here? I mean, do you believe in God? If so, how do yeah, you define God? I do. Is I do believe consciousness? in God. I, it... I believe in. I believe in the Christian God. As far as like Jesus came, you know, saved us from our sins. I believe in all that. Um, you believe in the story as far as like flesh and bone Jesus. You I'm, don't think it's a symbol for something else? No, I mean, I'm I'm willing to accept that it might be, but right. I I do I do take it at at face level that that is a legit story that is something that i believe you know what i mean and i, I totally i'm totally Although, open to other people believing what they I'll, want you know what i mean yeah i mean i'm i'm open to that a hundred percent and i i think have you ever seen imagination land by south park yes and he talks about how like okay jesus and santa and the easter bunny mm-hmm. they might not be real but at the same time like 
they're realer than half of the people, half of our right. neighbors. You know right. what I mean? They make more they're of an impact on our life. They're definitely more real than, than most of our neighbors. Around. And most <laughs> and, 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 most of the people that you talk to on a daily basis. No, you're right, you're right. Santa mm-hmm. has made, made more he of an impact in good. life. <laughs> right. You know what so I'm it's saying? So it's like, whether he's real or not, I mean, how? what is real at that level? Like, yeah, Jesus I, might not have been a flesh and bone person, but he's made... Qu- the, the symbol of Jesus, the story, mm-hmm. has made the biggest impact, maybe, yes. in the last yeah. two, as far as the last 2,000 years have been concerned. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the best argument I've actually ever heard that uh, the legit story, like at the one that you're talking about, right, at right. the, 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 uh, you the know, fundamental law. story, right? Mm-hmm. The best argument I've ever heard for that is, so why'd they start the calendar over? Right. <laughs> what was the point? Like, why? Why did it stop then? Why did? Why was year zero year zero? Like, there's no other explanation for it. Do you give me? A, I mean, you know, I, I get that there's like something happened. There's not like proof that it happened, right. but there's not proof that it didn't happen. Right. You know, so something happened. Something happened. Something happened to where we are tracking time differently. We changed something. Something changed big time. You know what I mean? I don't know how someone knew to count down to so, zero. Right, but so Zeitgeist, I, he tells, I don't uh, I think you mentioned you hadn't seen that before, but it tells the story of Jesus in a very symbolic, like astrological, like Jesus is the sun and the 12 disciples are the 12 constellations. Mm-hmm. and uh, I've, I've heard this actually, yeah. Right, and it's really compelling. It is, it is a very... Very compelling yes, story. interesting, compelling, yes. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, to me... All of it's just a story, and how much faith you put into it is really what matters at the end of the day. Well, like most stories, you have to give something to the story right. to get something out of it. It's just know? like a book is nothing but pages with ink on it. Right. Until you read it, it's nothing. Until your imagination interacts with it, it's worthless. It has right. no value. Right, so... Oh, that's awesome, dude. Awesome conversation. Any, any at extra thoughts that you want to tangent I, I i think um there's a future episode that kind of summed up my god view really well um the one where bender gets shot out of the i don't know how much futurama you watch but the one where bender gets shot out of the torpedo i don't know why the um, i wasn't super into it but one of my friends would always have it on when mm-hmm. i was at his house and i was over there pretty often <laughs> so he gets shot out of the torpedo they're going at max speed they can't catch him so there's no way to get him back. He's in space, just going. And so, like, an, an asteroid hits him. He starts playing with God. Like, he starts playing God with the the life forms that start forming on his body. And then he eventually kills them through some form of, like, the people on his back are getting neglected. And so they just kill the people in the front. And everything goes bad. And it, it, basically, he ends up running to God, and which is a constellation of stars. And, like... It communicates with him a lot. Basically, Fry and and the other ones are gonna leave these monks in this room to die. And and the one and Leela's like, well, you know, God will save them. It's you know they they believe in God. God will save them. And Bender's like, no, 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 no. You know, like God doesn't do anything. He doesn't even know we exist. Doesn't matter. He it, you know he's not. Gonna, we need to go get these people and we need to save them. Right. And so then it zooms back. God, up. get God put something in you to right. make you want right. to go. Kind of like do that story this. idea, and, and it, it, like with with you know the Jesus idea, and, it, and basically it zooms back out to, to God, and 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 he's like, 
if you do things right, they don't know you did anything at all. And I always thought that was like a really poignant like sum up of how, you know, just like he just works and yeah, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he does though, you know. Yeah. I've heard somebody call it a form follows function. Mm -hmm. Like if you just function properly then things will form themselves. Right. You know. Right. So Yeah, it's awesome. I I, I definitely I feel that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um one thing that I, whenever I talk about Christianity <clears throat> from like my personal perspective is like the way and what conflicts me about it is like, I really appreciate the story of Jesus. Right. And at the same time, it seems to me that a lot of Christians seem to be very hypocritical so it, and dude, very judgmental. Oh, well, let's just sum that up with people. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I mean, but, but Christians but I, be I, taking it to another level. I, I, I see your point. Most people don't claim to be, you know, so not, so not, virtuous yes, and so yes. like Most you know claim to do that. So, holier I mean, but, than know, thou. I think it's a people problem, but it is definitely. I, I see what you're saying, though. Totally right. Mm -hmm. But the the part that keeps me conflicted is like I do really appreciate the story of Jesus. I really appreciate the commandment of Jesus. A mm -hmm. lot of people don't talk about that enough, and he's like. All the other commandments, you can throw them in the garbage. Right. Love one another. Love one another. And that they don't talk about that shit enough. Yelly. <laughs> everybody love everybody. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> and, and Jesus said that, and y'all talk about he's your savior, but y'all don't it's, operate no, like man, that. No, man, you know, it's a constant, we don't want to forget what we already know. What do you mean by that? Well, we were talking about it earlier, like, what... Like scientism and and oh, you know, right, we right, don't right, want to forget right. what we already know. You know right, that, we that, don't want to let go of our reality. beliefs, I mean, even if they've been proven to be lies. I and mean, that's why that's why the Jews still waiting for their savior. Right, you right, know? yeah, yeah. I think that's a see. That's the the part of conservatism. It's like I don't. I'm not down with that shit. That's why the water gets dirty. It's rough. <laughs> it's rough. I mean, you know. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to go any further down that hole, but. Yeah, no, I mean, no. I feel you, I feel you. Um, so, yeah, so, the, the one, the one thought I wanted to finish up there is, like, it was very corny growing up to me when I was, when I was growing up, especially when I was, like, 11 to 14 to 15. When you're, when you, when you start <clears throat> becoming a man. Or when you just want to be cool. When you want to be, yeah. Yeah, like, you're trying mm -hmm. to fit in more mm -hmm. middle school age type shit. Mm -hmm. You can't and, invite uh, your friends to church. Yeah, it's, I used to, and I get so I get laughed at. You're right, like, right. Y'all don't want to come. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. And um, but one one of the the I guess Christian fads of our youth that I thought was extra corny, but now that I'm older and reflecting on it, I think it's a, it's like one of the realest aspects of Christianity that I've ever encountered. Mm -hmm. is those, like, what would Jesus do bracelets and right, right. the WWJD yeah, yeah, over yeah. everything. Yeah. thought it was mad corny as a kid, but it's like, now that I'm an adult and I have to live my day-to-day -to -day -to life and make decisions for myself and take responsibility for myself and take responsibility for people around me, mm -hmm. even to a certain degree. Yeah, you know? think on it. The, the what would Jesus do question, that to me is what at least should define a Christian. I agree. I agree. You know what I mean? It's well, like... 
like that. About, How can you call yourself a Christian if you're doing the opposite of what Jesus would do? If you're just calling him, oh well, he'll be my savior when. Hey, when I die, he's got me. Yeah, that's that's a fucked up. That's a little odd, right? Lens for mm-hmm. me. That's that's the Christian worldview that I can't endorse, and and that's the dichotomy that keeps me conflicted on Christianity in general. I got you. Have you ever read um, <clears throat> Have you ever read Nature by Ralph Waldo Emerson? I've read selections. So I took. I was a philosophy major, and mm. um, you know, obviously, yeah, he's, he's that, gonna. Yeah. He was came up at some point. I'm uh, sure. I'm sure. Along the line, I think it was actually environmental ethics. It might that, have been. It was that, probably environmental ethics, considering the book is called Nature, mm-hmm. right? That book is really poignant about, like, honestly, this topic specifically on like he talks about um he doesn't want to do the communion for the church that he's uh preaching for and so you know passing out the bread and passing out the the wine and taking up the body and taking the of the of the blood and and he doesn't he doesn't do that and he's like look that that meant something to some people two thousand years ago those people really you know partook in that with jesus you know that was that was real to them you know, we need to come up with something that is real to us. And, you know, people like people are, they couldn't get over that, and they fired him, and he's... Cling to tradition. That's when he stopped being a pastor. And But I, I think that the WWJD thing is a really good example of, like, hey, get a new tradition. You know, find something that works for you, something that, something that you can hang with, you know, something you like. That's a question that you ask in the moment. Yes. Based on the situation that you're in, the circumstance that you're in, you say, what would you... When you can't, when your automatic reaction you know isn't the right reaction and you have to stop and think about what you want to do, if you, I mean, again, whether Jesus was real or not, that story can affect your life Mm -hmm. if you say, well, what would Jesus do? Even it, like, even so, like, for me, even though I'm skeptical as to whether or not he existed in bodily material form and the the resurrection story is, is real, is not as... I think it could be symbolic, let me just say. I, I mean, I can understand that, yeah. But I can still ask the question, what would Jesus do? Take that story, knowing it's just a story, mm-hmm. and that makes it real for me, and right. he becomes realer than these neighbors that I've talked to three times my mm-hmm. whole life, you know, or any of the neighbors down the street that I've never talked to, right. or any of the people that work at the Valero or the most, Wawa. Most of the seven and a half billion people on this planet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. So it's like, whether it's a story or not, at honestly, what point does reality become... If you want to be honest, the people that he's competing with, or, you know, he, she, it, <clears throat> is competing with, are also... Hell of a story, right? Well, also, the people he's, that they're competing with are, are un, not real either. I mean, you know, Scarface, or Bugs Bunny, or... Right. You know? Right. Pick pick something that's... Santa. Santa, Santa Claus. There you go. Pick something that's, a, that's actually not real, right. that everyone pays attention to. I don't right. know what kids watch. Dora the Explorer. I don't know. That right. Doesn't, that doesn't rhyme, by the way. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I've, I've really gone deep into conspiracy and I'm at the point where like, you know, I don't believe, so I know you don't, you said you don't have Twitter, but there's this, there's this account on Twitter called human vibration mm-hmm. and they lay out some crazy fact. There's a whole thread on John Benet Ramsey. Do you okay. remember the John yeah, Benet yeah. Ramsey case growing yeah, up? Yeah, John Benet what Ramsey. her parents did like? That's, so there's, look. Might John Benet Ramsey was not real. Really? Computer-generated images. The pageants what? that she supposedly competed in, when you look them up, 
they don't exist outside of the including John exactly. Benet Ramsey outside in the search. Of, yeah. That's weird. He was like a billion uh, one of the first like billionaires ever. What did he do? Computer graphics for like DARPA. So to test his product, he decided to create a fake. <laughs> or he made some agreements with some. I mean, there's a lot of there's just a lot of things that don't add up, right? And then so this human vibration account has taken it to a whole nother like John Benet Ramsey. This person is convinced 100% is not real, computer mm. generated. And the more I look into it, I'm I'm pretty convinced as well. But now they're taking it to other. I mean, now the argument is. Epstein's not real. I've heard this, yeah. Matt G- Ghislaine Maxwell shows up in one of the pictures with John Benet Ramsey. Then this account talks about the snake is starting to eat its own tail. These computer gener and then you talk about when you talk about the law even, right? And mm-hmm. like our birth certificate and our driver's license. When you look at any official documentation, our names are in all capital letters to represent the corporation. Yep. That our body is registered uh, as in the social security system, which is mm-hmm. why we have a social security number, and our birth certificate is a receipt of ownership by the United States Corporation to right? China, <laughs> to, to some to some entity for sure. Well, we yeah. certainly owe debt to them. But then there's the yeah. whole central banking farce. It's like they're multi. They're, I mean, ch- this China, America, and Russia even really exist, or is all of that a farce too? No, I mean, you know, I would the, the corporations are really running it. I feel like I got money. I, I got, I got, um, hog swaggled or whatever you want to call it today, man. I got, I got called by Dominion Power and they told me, well, let's just back it up. Last month, I got a letter suspending the, uh, the shutting off of people's power if you have a delinquent payment. Then they won't cut it off because of COVID, right? Right, because of COVID, they're 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 postponing the the shutting off of power because of because you haven't paid your bill. So today I get a call from Dominion, and man, there's somebody coming to your house in half an hour to shut your power off. And I'm like, well, that's that that's not something that I can have happen because you know I got my fiance. She's she's working at home right now. You know, she's working from her. She's doing everything from her computer at home. She can't have the power go off in half an hour. You know, I can't. I can't have that. He's like, "Well, it's only gonna be three to five days." I was like, "Man, it's it's like forty degrees outside. Do you want me to sleep in my house for three to five days without power? I don't understand how you expect me to do this. You know, I'm I'm gonna have part of my payment in like five days. I'm finally getting to the point where I can where I can pay you off." Yeah, well, the computer. You know, the com- the computer. I was like, "Look, the computer is sitting right there in front of you. Just tip, 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 and tell it." Hey, parlay for like a week. Right. Well, I can't. I can't do that. I can't, not unless you give me 150 bucks. I was like, well, I only got 70. Like, tell the computer to be happy with 70 because I can't find extra money out of nowhere. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I got. To, I don't got a printing machine like the government. I just can't just make it. So. Right. So he's. You know, he gives me some more crap, and I get home and I'm. I'm upset, and I'm. You know, I'm trying to figure out how to pay this 150 dollars they want. And, and uh fiance she comes in and she's like, Well I'll just I'll just pay the whole thing and pays the whole bill off, you know, that that I owe and <clears throat> and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, Man This just feels like that episode of Breaking Bad where they showed Walter his cash and then he gets freaked out and drives out to the desert and they like GPS locate him and go to find his cash and bust him right there. 
I was like, man, they set me up big. They got their money. That yeah. was what it was all for. I feel like they called me and made a story and just they played me. Yeah, played me, played my emotions. You know, had to, had to. Ah, it was rough. Yeah, man, and we're in the matrix right now for mm-hmm. sure. Shit is on another level, and like you really have to question everything. Like the um, <clears throat> the John Benet Ramsey shit blew my mind, but the more I start thinking about these computer generated uh, images, and like even the word screen. Like, what is a screen? It's something to to hold you in or hold you out. You know, it's a filter. And so, like, I just... I, I am starting to look at any person that I've never seen in real life, and even with the hologram technology that they have with, like, with the Tupac and the Coachella... at the mm-hmm. Coachella concert. Now, he was purposefully looked... looked holographic, right? Looked holographic. Right? But looked if like they have that him. technology... Then what are they? I mean, at what point is it? It's it's really, and you know, you don't want to, you don't want to get too conspiratorial with it to where you're not enjoying life. But it's it's like you really have to question everything at this point. Everything I, that you I mean, see, whether it's on a screen or even in real life, is is it is that a human being or is that a hologram or or is that some sort of ai or even that i mean that's that's a whole different conspiracy but i'm talking about more along like the ai and like computer generate the Mm -hmm. computer the the techno technological side of this stuff has i mean think about virtual reality that have you ever put on a virtual reality headset i I have not but i will i will say all all new technology is perceived as magic until we actually understand what it is so like Right, you know, we're gonna see stuff that we think is magic, and it's coming quicker we than, than we're used is. to it at this point. Like, and irrational people, I think all we really want is the truth. Like, to make up, to make up your mind, all you really need is the truth, and that's just the hardest thing to come across nowadays. Is figuring out what is actually the truth. How do I make up my mind based upon what's represented or presented to me? Yeah, I think. And the reason I use worldview and like the the lens through which you see the world, I think it's the truth really comes down to just like seeing, you know, like no matter how well I use words to reflect what I've seen or what I've experienced, it's never going to be, it's like a, it's like digital versus analog. Mm -hmm. It's like no matter how good I get at telling the story no matter how truthful the story is, it's a story. It's still just a reflection mm-hmm. of what's really going down, you know. And until you, as the perceiver, or not you personally, but right, right. Or, but whoever the perceiver is, until that eye is opened to seeing the truth and to experiencing the truth through that, you know, and then you can get a. Uh, uh, stereotypical with it and call it like the third eye or whatever you know right, it's right. like or the spiritual eye but it's like that level of perception where you're immersed in truth you know you're you're experiencing truth you're in truth you're living in truth you know right and the word truth itself is like it comes off as a symbol you know it's like that that's a word that's a sound that I'm making with my mouth that we've all kind of come to this loose agreement 
well, means, means the opposite of deception. Mm-hmm. You know, and then what is deception? Oh, so how if do you're we know being what the opposite of that is right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what is deception? <clears throat> everything is deception, really. I mean, no matter that's that's the thing. Like that's the whole point I'm making here is mm-hmm. even if I'm being truthful. I have to admit that I'm being deceptive because at best all I can do is reflect the truth. All I can do is be truthful about what I know. Right. Which could be deceived. Yeah, it it, well, it is. Yes, no, well, it already it is. is. Like even what you're saying, even even if I can feel you being real about it, mm-hmm. you still have to have that awareness that it's that per hits his experience mentally constructed through his imagination, his filters, his experiences put into this package of words to transmit to me in such a way to try to get me to 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 get it right you know right and that whole experience is fucking magic dude people live in this world of watching the tv and shit it's like but this is magic everyday life is fucking sweet if you just like have the attitude of approaching it that way you know Mm -hmm. and uh not everybody does, <laughs> and it kind of kind of kills the vibe. Make yourself uncomfortable more often, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you find for sure. new things out. I think that's natural too. You know, like babies, they mm-hmm. explore naturally. Yes, and I feel they like do. the and they, human they, brain that should. I mean, I don't know what's they, up well. With they us, look though. babies. It's, it's been found that they look more at things they have never seen before. So, you know, on a base level, the human mind seeks out. Things new experiences. Yes, new experiences. Things it's not comfortable with. Things it doesn't understand. It 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 seeks that out from birth, I believe. Well, maybe from four to five months on. Maybe initial birth is a little different. Yeah, it seems like fear (laughs) is what prevents us from continuing that. Fear is. There's usually a trauma-based event at some point in people's life that that puts them in a state of, well, I don't want to go exploring. Fear creates excuses. Right. And excuses are just. Like assholes. Yeah. Everybody's got one. Don't know yep. if I want to hear them. Yep, mm-hmm. for sure. And it's like no matter how legitimate your fear is or no matter how legitimate that experience was that you're basing your current fear on, mm-hmm. you're bringing a past experience into the present that it's like making an assumption pretty I, much. I can't tell you how long I didn't eat Mexican food for. Because of an assumption? No, 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 no. <clears throat> Just a, you know, it was, it was rough. And so I avoided Mexican food for quite a while. It was like food poisoning. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was bad. And like, but yeah, I eat it now. It just took me a good decade to get over that. And it was it was an unrealistic fear. It was just, you know, that, that ground beef or whatever it was. Could have been anything. Could have been a hamburger. Right. But it wasn't. So I just did not eat Mexican food for a while. Yeah. Diet is a tricky one, too, though, because it's like... I mean, you know, I, I feel like meat, personally, for me, is an addiction. Oh, dude, M- meat is the I love is it. like the best thing on the planet. I love it. Yes. Oh well, and peanut butter. I don't like peanut butter. Ah, see, that's where we differ, because that's like oof. I don't like peanut butter. And I'm, but see, the thing about meat is like, I would prefer not to eat it, but it would Mm-mm. be hard. Mm-mm. It would be hard for me to do that. See, I, I, I don't know. I get upset when people eat my food's food. I'm like, dude, leave that for the cows. Like, 
need uh, them to have their but food. What about what about mushrooms and stuff like that? I feel like I'm fine with that. I, I'm just playing. You know what I mean? But, but but no. But here's the point I was getting dress to: your, dress is, your food is our up. culture and our society salads. is at a point where meat is the norm. Mm-hmm. You know, and it is an addictive substance too. And I and I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. Right. 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 Bacon it has a taste that oh, I, I don't know. Don't that talk I'll about bacon. Right. Don't, don't talk about it. So, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, some people call money, like they talk about getting my bread or getting my cheese. Right, I talk right. about I'm getting my bacon. Yeah, you're damn right. <laughs> but, uh, but, so, but, but idealistically, like, I do think that for every delicious piece of meat, there is a fruit or vegetable out there that if cooked properly and seasoned properly would taste just as good, if not better. Except for bacon. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I think, I think that there might be something, I mean, in a lot of the bacon, a lot of that taste is the salt. I'll give you that. I have, I've had, you know, country bacon, like just cut off of a pig and then fried up and it is not it's not all it's cracked up to be right it's so good right it's right, just right. not what you doesn't have that doesn't have that sodium nitrates and sodium and that brown sugar and the smoke flavor and the, exactly exactly yeah. exactly so it's like i just feel you know and maybe maybe i'm just uh i don't want to call myself a victim but i'm a i'm a successful they've successfully got me hooked on meat you know? Oh, for sure. And uh, <clears throat> and I feel like if we lived in a culture where like vegetarian or even vegan was the norm, and you could actually eat well, is switching up meals. Is there a culture where that's the norm? Oh yeah, I think um, it, there there are, but they're almost a lot of them are considered, or at least especially made out to be by our society, made out to be cult like. No matter how peaceful they are, right, right, right. they're made out to be extremist. Okay, um, but they exist for I just, sure. You know, I just wonder, like I'm. You know. I know, especially it's 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 not as uh, prevalent here east of the Mississippi. I just, I but know. in places like Denver and L.A., oh, there are yeah, certainly yeah, yeah. large organizations, I'm, I'm over hundreds about, of people. I'm talking about like. Places naturally in the world where humans evolved. Oh, you mean you know, like a culture <coughs> grew without a meat substance in their diet. I don't think there is. Yeah, there there are there, there are. are yeah there okay. are but because um, that's how we got our brains. Yeah. All that extra protein. I mean, there were there were some cultures that lived off of corn pretty much, or yes. lived off yes. of potatoes. They lived pretty hard up, but uh, but no, I mean. The thing, the thing with me about it, I don't actually have any problem with eating animals, like on a moral, even on a moral level. Um, my, my, what I do have a problem with, and the reason that I kind of resist, even though I still eat meat all the time, mm-hmm. and I don't, I, I, I'm a conscious about it, and I'm limiting it more than I used to, is factory farming is fucked up. Man. No, I was about to say, um, so, you know, I, I was raised, and my dad hunted. You know what I mean? We, yeah, hunting had, is a whole different story. Wild game, I'm a hundred percent down. We with. ate deer meat and turkey um, and and wild boar and stuff like. That. I mean, I had to I had to skin and and cut up a deer back in the day when I was like fourteen, something like that. It was you know it's good it's learning an experience people should have, right? Because then you kind of actually understand the work that goes behind everything that you and actually everything have to you eat. eat. Yeah. I, and I, and to 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 say something other than that is like. 
Think about how much work it would be to grow all the food you would need to eat. Like, if you couldn't buy them at the store. Think about how hard it would be to grow food and save food that you grew to eat year-round. I think hunting and gathering is is on point. I'm, I'm surprised we made it this far, man. Humans are... Humans are amazing, honestly. We're, we got a lot of flaws, but we're an amazing thing, honestly. We yeah. wouldn't be this successful if we weren't. I think if it wasn't for hunter-gathering tribes, we wouldn't have made it this far. No, no, I don't think so. Especially, I mean, like, those catastrophes, those ice ages. I mean, civilizations, they f- they break down when the planet has environmental catastrophes. Don't get a mold in your, in your wheat. I mean, but hunter and gatherers, they're, they're literally built for survival. No, like, they are. They, right. they know how mm-hmm. to survive. That's their what are you gonna, What are you going to do, make it cold enough so everything dies? All right, well, then they die. Well, yeah. but, then they, but then they hunt. I mean, well, if they're, they're if, hunting and gathering. If everything dies, then they're going to die. Then they're going to die anyway. Right, I'm going to say, yeah, that's what right. you kind of got to do. Right. Otherwise, they're going to eat what's left. and They're going to find something. They're going to kill what's left. Yeah. Right. They're going to participate in that food web, right. the natural if, if that food means web. drilling through three feet of ice to get them little fish out of it, we're going to do it. Right, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. That's humans. Yep, for sure. I always think it's crazy when you watch them, like, the documentaries on, like, foreign, you know, places, and then and, and they're climbing up some crazy mountain to go get some honey or something right. like that. And you're yep. like, this is insane, man. They, These guys are... Hardcore. This is ins- for some for some honey because they don't they don't get sugar other than than when they get it out of that spot and it's like you know it also has some like trippy effects with it because the some plant that the bee uh, that was a crazy that was a crazy little thing I watched. Oh, I do remember. I do remember seeing a documentary about having the hallucinogenic mm-hmm. honey. Right? Yeah, was that a Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia episode? I don't know. I just remember. Have you heard of that? I have heard of it. But Hamilton's I don't Farmer. know if that's what it was. Right, yeah, I can't remember either, but I, I remember seeing that. It was hearing about that. Yeah, they sent like a whole group of guys. Like, and you trip balls too, but you're kind of like it's kind of like an intoxicating trip too. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, you're think, kinda I think there's got to be something tr- for drunk. to say about like <laughs> being a native. I think you know not being exposed. Like they didn't have people 500 years ago getting drunk. Basically, you know what I mean? Like, right. And like, I feel like us, we have a whole bunch of like. I think it would affect them more, I guess is my point. Hmm. Being that they don't have the overexposure that I feel like, you know, Western culture has, basically, to things like that. Alcohol. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, right. cigarettes, Their nicotine, isn't, caffeine. Isn't wired for it, so to Right, speak. we're giving ourselves drugs every day, all day. And I, I don't right. know how long that's been, but it's been over 100 years. At least, yeah. And so, sure. you know, I wonder if, you know, if they feel different than us on it, if it's like, like, cause they, like in the, in South America, they chew the coca leaves and they get like a nice little buzz off of that. Right. I don't know that that would work for Americans. Yeah, we're snorting cocaine. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, got, I need half a G. <laughs> more. You, you ain't doing, you better just have a whole plant in your mouth. <laughs> no kidding. Take a couple leaves. Or <laughs> just go chew on them all day. Yeah. So I just yeah. wonder, you know, is it, is it, you know, like my, my buddy Bruce, his dad uh, was a missionary in Guyana, and, and he used to talk about how you could wrap, you could take your shoestring off and pick up a piece of broken glass and wrap your shoestring around the broken glass, drop it in the water, and a fish would bite it, and you could catch a fish. And he was like, that does not work in America. And he's like, you know, there's arguments we made for 
bunch of different sides to that. Is it God that's providing food for these people? You know, just put in the effort and I'll give you food. Or is it that, like, in America, since we've been fishing with, you know, crazy spinner baits and flick flick the, the you know, fish have, have we just confused it. these fish to thinking that nothing is is food except for unless it actually is food you know we have to or actually mimic food they've they've learned to decipher the the lures right from the right we're in, we're in south america it's just kind of like hey put a hook and a piece of bread i don't know you know that that was his experience he was telling me and i was like that's that's interesting you know right i don't know right yeah evolution and like uh <clears throat> I guess like genetic mutation I guess like mm-hmm. or what what would it be called uh, mutation sounds right <clears throat> yeah but like a beneficial mutation yeah but it's you know it's yeah. still a mutation but right. I get the point it's a, it's a that like, stuff fascinates me man it's a, it's one of those words mutation is a negative connotation to it you ever heard of the hundredth monkey effect mm-mm yeah I, I'm not the, the one to articulate it but I know the idea is something like uh, if you introduce a new idea um, I don't I don't know what the actual numbers are, but basically, as long as you can get a certain percentage of the population to adopt an idea that is that is obviously beneficial for their right. lifestyle, right? Then it'll it'll once it hits a certain percentage, it there's, explodes. Um, there's monkeys in um, <clears throat> it's either Africa, or South America, I can't remember, but they've they've been they've been stealing tools from construction sites and they've learned how to use the tools. That's yep, yep. Very it's similar, about watching yeah. people, and they're like, "Okay, that that can be very beneficial." Let me get that hammer. Let me get that screwdriver. You know. So the hundredth monkey effect is a purported phenomenon in which a new behavior or idea is said to spread rapidly by unexplained means from one group to all related groups mm-hmm. once a critical number of members of one group exhibit the new behavior or acknowledge the new idea. So it's basically like the same reason why once a certain computer code is broken in america suddenly everyone across the world will have figured it out within the next few days completely independently right you know like the guy didn't share it but it's just Mm -hmm. it's like this uh hive mind if you have an idea somebody else had that exact same idea at that exact same moment right it's crazy like you better do something about it yeah they're going to like the radio yeah. What was it Fermi or something like? I can't remember who the guy was, but the guy in Italy. Same with the telephone too. Yeah, mm-hmm. the guy in Italy that invented the radio, and no one knows who was first. Right. Like the, like the tele, like the telephone too. I think. Yeah. It's weird. That's how things are. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's and another like quantum link there. What about patents? What do you think about that? Well, what about? And like patenting intellectual property, like that whole industry oh, seems like such a sham to me. Patenting plants, barcoding plants, dude. Uh, this shit is out of hand. And then, and then this is uh, this is obviously the topic that has to come up in, in all of my recent episodes. It has to come up in this one. Is like this vaccine, dude. Oh, it's no. Mm-hmm. What do you know about this vaccine? I know I don't want it. If, bro, <laughs> it ain't, it ain't. That's all I, I mean, know about it. Uh, listen, I'm not a, I, don't, I, I stop short of calling myself anti-vax, although I l- certainly lean that way on the spectrum, but yeah, I, I call myself that way. pro-informed choice because, bro, yes. this shit, they're telling you, it's on the vaccine inserts. You know what I mean? The side effects, 
you're not allowed to sue the vaccine manufacturer. If you're not allowed to sue the, I don't the want fucker that's mm -hmm. jabbing you, you don't stick nothing in me. Nah, you're, if you're saying I'm not liable like for I'm, it, I'm, then not, I'm not addicted to heroin. I don't need something random shoved in my veins. I don't want to participate in your human mm. experiment. I'm good on that, and you know I'll take the consequences. You know I don't, I don't, I don't want it. You know, and and the disease doesn't seem to be that deadly anyway. I don't know what the word pandemic means, but in my mind, pandemic meant. I don't know. I thought it meant like the bubonic plague. Yeah, I thought down. people would be, you know, not this shit, not a common when, cold when this, that when this, knocks out some elderly. When this first started, my dad was like, "Well, you know, people are dead in the streets in New York," and I was like, "Do you?" It, again, the Do screen, you, the screen. Do you? Everything because I screen. have friends in New York and they seem to be fine. <clears throat> they seem to be fine. I just just putting it out there, and then a month later, everybody's fear. You know, I mean, it seems to me like I don't, I don't the whole fear, thing fear. is around fear generating is exactly fear, and that to tie it back to the human well, vibration and John Benet Ramsey being fake. It's all about extracting that human energy of fear and oh my God, there's people out there that would kill this you think little John beautiful Binet girl from riding their bikes, man. It could. John it's Binet a fear. Childhood freedom. It, it, I'm gonna make it that claim right it, now. Boom. It definitely. She's not even real, and she affected sent a childhood pulse freedom. of fear throughout Boom. the whole nation for years, I mean, decades. They're still here. It's still yeah, being talked no about. No one goes outside anymore. You see kids around, and it was all a fake, a fake story, yeah. mm -hmm. stories, manipulations, mm -hmm. crazy dude, and it's yeah. and, and it's all based around you generate fear, then it, you're easier. Fear makes populations easier to control exactly i mean my boss was saying the other day she said you know my daughter you know her age you know at, at at her age when i was growing up i'd have been out running around the streets by myself doing whatever i wanted to and just being home before dark you know like like you probably grew up that's how i grew up yeah ride your bike for hours be gone yeah sun goes down and it's kind of like oh let me let me get home before it's too dark you know and and she says, uh, you know, can't have that anymore. Can't have my daughter, you know, doing that. And I was like, is it is it real that that it's more danger now, or is it real that you're just aware of it? Like, is 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 knowledge just what's scaring you, or is it a real fear? And even I even know. I mean, listen, because you don't want to be that one case. Human vibration talks about you know the whole like Q phenomenon mm -hmm. and that's tied to Epstein and Maxwell and it's like I'm not I'm not saying that there's not a problem any any child that is abused that's a problem yes but could it be that Q itself is just a psyop to get people to fear this shadow pedophilia ring that doesn't even really exist it's just another if you uh, experiment to extract fear and extract these fear-based emotions from people, another another control illusion, just like John Benet Ramsey, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, fear, again, fear. If you can make someone or some, if you can create fear, you can understand <clears throat> and control. And you isolate reactions. people because they don't talk, and that's alienation, right? Right, and then it's illegal to sing in church in California right now, uh, bro. It is illegal to sing in church in California right now. 
the measures that are being taken are draconian and that's not an exaggeration at this point no it's not people uh, it, to use that term people have been trying to ignore it for months and months and months and it's like if finally people are just kind of like you know i think you're right something's going on like because I, I, <laughs> I keep telling people like i hope you're enjoying our like trial run of communism right i hope you're enjoying it because it's not fun for me yeah okay? yeah and even but even communism like I was talking uh, on the episode with Ben Stewart. It's like, even communism could work. Oh, well, in if, its base, base, like what it was actually created with. If people didn't have to run it. His point was <laughs> any-ism. Any-ism could work right, yeah. if we would stop hating in in any idea that doesn't fit the narrative you're a conspiracy theorist and you're a dangerous to society mm-hmm. and this uh pigeonholing of if you're not with the narrative then you're a trump cult mm-hmm. it's like dude i don't even like i'm far from that you mm-hmm. know what i mean but it's okay okay so then you're a conspiracy they're gonna find some right. pigeonhole right to put you in if you don't think the way they do mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's I've like st- i've actually stopped someone from trying to find the pigeonhole for me oh so you, you oh oh well then you're <clears throat> no 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 i'm an hold artist on. i believe <laughs> i believe in personal freedom me having the ability to do what i want to do and if my personal freedom doesn't affect you negatively then why the fuck should you affect me why should you stop me from doing what i want to do Consenting adults are going to do whatever the fuck they want to do anyway. So it's just, are we going to make it illegal? Like, you know, do do I do methamphetamine or heroin? No, but do I think people should be allowed to and not be made as criminals? Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I absolutely. do. I do think that way. I mean, you know, I, I think that we shut down a lot of crime just by making something not illegal. <laughs> I mean, how how more simple could it be? No, I don't, Literally, I don't think it could be more you simple. make something that's desirable Would you go illegal. Would you mean tomorrow if it was legal? No. no me either. Absolutely <laughs> not. I had this conversation with the cook at my work. I was like, I mean, think about it, because he was against me. And I was like, but look, man, like... If, if they made it legal tomorrow, would you go out and just run out and go do it because you had to because it was legal? And he was like, no. And I was like, because you're, you know, a person with thoughts. But even... <laughs> you don't even have to go but one layer deeper to see that... You make, I mean, it's a war on personal freedom. I'm not, I'm not talking about cocaine. It's not a war on drugs. War on personal freedom. Any, any of them can fit in this category, of, but I think marijuana is a perfect example because it is actually a medicine, and mm-hmm. I do believe in its, it's, in just its like beneficial mushrooms. properties. I feel like mushrooms, or mushrooms, or any of the have ones. Very, very good medicinal qualities to them. Absolutely. That no one understands. Absolutely. And we it's can't do any like, just looking beginning into it. to understand it. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, but. Uh, the point I was getting to is take any of these, whether they're beneficial or detrimental, right? Any of these substances that have a market, a desirable substance, period. Right. Desirable. When you Breaking bad. make that illegal and you take it out of the hands of re- regulators, which don't get me wrong, I don't trust the FDA either. No, no, no. I'm not but saying it'd be the any system, better, but... if it would be more open, maybe. They wouldn't feel the need to be so sh- sketch and shadowy about maybe. their own operations. And maybe they wouldn't be broke as hell because it wouldn't. I don't know. They could smoke Who some weed knows? and figure some shit out for themselves. Right. You know, what it'd I mean? be different. But things I, would I certainly change but... a little bit more quickly. But here, here's my point that I'm that I'm getting to that I'm digging at is, 
any of these desirable substances, when you make them illegal, it's just like you said. You've already created a market for crime. Mm-hmm. Because the substances are not going away. No. It's either make them legal and regulate them in a sensible way, or you make them illegal, you send them underground, now there's an entire unregulated market where violence can thrive because right. there's no enforcement. There's no It's all regulation. about trust just between the dealer and the, and the person mm -hmm. buying, whether it's another dealer there's or a lower-level dealer or a consumer. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, you know, the weed game is one thing where people are a little bit more peaceful and right. just chill in general. But, Especially lower quantities and whatnot. Right, but when you're talking cocaine and... Money. And, and, and money, money I mean, zero, 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 bro, zero, <laughs> the whole criminal under, under, uh, I don't, underpinning, is that the right word? The whole, the whole foundation to this market becomes criminal, mm -hmm. you know? And so you've literally created a, a violence, you've created a mark. So, and then this and is fear. where it becomes super corrupt create that fear private prisons yes oh, so then you also, get to make money off of the people that you're incarcerating mm -hmm. by making a substance illegal that sh that if you that shouldn't be illegal in the first right. place and even if, hair like you were saying if, even right. heroin even meth, the worst ones even the worst, the ones, worst ones is better for society Look, to if, legalize if, it. if if you're a government and you know let's say you're America and and you got yeah, whoever coming in with cocaine, and they you, just don't want competition. You got the option to take money, <laughs> take money from them. Just take it straight off the top from them. They'll give it to you. They don't yeah, want. Yeah, but they right don't... now they're the ones that are pushing it. That's the that's problem. what that's what I was gonna say. But <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting to my point, which is like to create fear and and like all this other stuff. You can just take a little bit of those drugs off the street by controlling those 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 uh, you know markets, whatever you want to call them. And that creates prices go up. So yeah. that means people rob, and that means violence goes up, and that means fear goes up, and that means that you can come in and say, hey, this arbitrary bullshit that's supposed to work is going to fix everything. And you pass your bill that you want to fix everything, tell the uh, cartel to put the supply of crack back up to double what it was, and then the prices go back down, people start robbing, and you control fear and then and, and everything kind of by doing that. Like you control like the You control the shadows. Yep. Mm -hmm. Again, it comes back to that fear-inducing consciousness where you can control mm -hmm. people easier if everybody's scared. And if you just keep trying to control people with fear, you know, just like with anything, you're going to learn. You're going to figure out what works. You're going to figure out what doesn't work. And you're going to figure out how to make it work without people questioning it, you know. Yeah, and then at what point does that run into a wall, though? And where you re where, at what point do the elites realize that it would be better for them even to create a loving atmosphere they will never realize that you believe you think that they will never no people with money and power will never realize that giving up money and power is going to be better for them ever no Ooh. one with money and power is going to realize that giving it up is... what about when they have it all though no you think it's like a like a they'll disease, create another game like a parasite yeah they'll create another game you think they have like a psychic parasite um... they just can't stop craving more yeah, some I don't know megalomania. I don't know what you want to call it, but it's it's just this. They don't want anyone. I, I, they don't want anyone to succeed, and I think that 
even if we gave them everything and we were all their slaves, they would still just want to kill us so that we didn't eat more food. Dude, what you just said reminds me of this study that I heard about. It's actually from one of the interviews on that Praxis site that I showed you. Mm -hmm. This lady was talking about a psychological study that she read about that like changed her worldview. Like straight up, she it changed everything that she thought about people. Right. And the study was set up as such, right? It's a hypothetical study, and it was set up so that it said basically, you know, in scenario one, you're making two hundred thousand dollars a year, but everybody else is making a million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. And in scenario two, you're only making a hundred thousand dollars a year. Everyone else make a thirty. And everybody else is making fifty. Right. So hey, let me take two. Which scenario do you take? Mm -hmm. All else being equal. So to me, I'm thinking all else being equal, I'm taking $200,000 because I don't give a fuck about other people. Right, I don't care. All else being equal is right. the key all phrase else being there. Equal. Right. All else being equal, it's my 2000 my 200000 mm -hmm. versus my 100000 Right. That's how I think. Is bread still $2 and not $4? <laughs> you know what the study found? Only one in three people think like me. Two and three people would take half the money mm -hmm. well, so that they could comparatively be better be than better other off. people. I was going to say, that's, that didn't It's more about me. social status mm -hmm. than actually being comfortable. No, that's, that, that doesn't surprise me at all. That's why people are in debt right now, but have enough money to pay for the ability to live. That shit is unbelievable to me, bro. No, dude, you crazy. would rather be half as wealthy. Yep. Just to be, just to be able to be like, have a status, have a, have a kind of mm -hmm. like an attitude to other people who walk are around like you're you. the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Then to actually be better off, I bet you, but if, you have to compare yourself to other people that are, that are even you, better off. I bet you if you did that study in like Africa, what? it would be the exact opposite. Yeah, maybe. Like, it was an know, American study. Right. It was, so it you, was an American study. Some tribal people who actually care about the person that lives, you know, down the street from Well, them, that's the, the whole... That grew up have with you ever heard of around them. Ubuntu? You ever heard of the Ubuntu study? I don't know. I use Ubuntu as a operating system. So the operating system, they get the, the, the name Ubuntu comes from this study done in the 70s where this guy went and basically set up an experiment with the tribal kids to where you know the winner of this contest got all of the fruit right gets to eat gets to eat all the mm -hmm. fruit and he wanted to see how they would like what level of aggression they would have against each other how right, they compete right. they didn't even compete at all they didn't even they want just to. cooperated right from the jump that's and figured and and got the food and shared it that's, and that's the, and they and ubuntu they said the guy was like why didn't you guys compete? You could have had all the food to yourself. And Why they were like, at all? their answer was, I'm, if I'm winning and my brothers aren't winning, then I'm not winning. Then what is that? Yeah, what <laughs> you is know it? what I mean? If my family's That's not winning, then I'm understood. not winning. That's something I've never understood. Like the, the American way, they want to disguise it. Like the American dream is, you know, you, the rat race, you, you, you build, dog eat dog, build yourself from nothing. You know, you work and you build yourself up and then no, 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 the rat race and, and, and ripping and clawing and tearing down and, and just like Relentless standing competition. on the, yeah standing on the ashes of your people that you've torn down you know what I mean like I, there's, a, there's a quote that I heard the other day the dude was like careful who st whose toes you step on the way up because those are the ashes you gotta kiss on the way down yep I thought that was funny
Yep. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's been an epic podcast. I'm down to go like another 10, 15 minutes, but I just wanted to say like, what closing thoughts do you have? What, uh, how would you want to wrap um, it up? Let's see. Wrapping it up. I would say to today, the price of Bitcoin is like $31,000. You need to go out and buy some Bitcoin. If you're listening to this yes. podcast, you need yes. to go out and buy some Bitcoin yes. right now. Yes. So there's only one <laughs> other guest that I've had on that's like super enthusiastic about crypto. So we should talk a little you know, bit about that. Yeah, what yeah, uh, if you if you want to generate yourself some wealth and not have currency, actually have money, buy Bitcoin. What resource would you point a straight up beginner to as far as cash getting them to understand Bitcoin? Oh, to understand it. Well, I would I would point them to Cash App and say just buy it, and then once you have it, go ahead and start learning. At that point, you know. You're just going to waste time pretending like you're going to learn something and you're going to put off buying it until it's $150,000. Yeah, I think most of those, I mean, I, I can't remember it. the specific one I watched, but I, personally, I think most any of those like 20 to 40 minute doc, like short documentaries right. on Bitcoin on mm -hmm. YouTube, almost any of them, I mean, just pick one that catches oh, yeah. your attention. And I was going to say my mom, my mom actually bought some Bitcoin, um, about a month and a half ago, right at the end of, uh, November, like it went up to 19,000, went back down to 16,000. I was like, mom, oh my God. And so she met me in the parking lot of like over at Panera Bread with like a G. And I was like, go buy me some Bitcoin. <laughs> so I, I got her a G at like when it was at 16,000, now it's at like 32. She's doubled her, her profit already. It's like a month and a half later. And she hits me up the other day. She's like, oh my God, oh my God. You know, you gave me that app and, and I think it was Delta app or something like that. And, and it basically, it, it, it shows her exactly, you know, what it's worth in USD, you know, every uh -huh. day. She gets to look at it and be like, oh, I'm green today. Ooh, made more profit on Bitcoin. One, one of my favorite Bitcoin quotes, though, coming from a, like a super pro Bitcoin guy. He's mm -hmm. like, you know, we talk about, oh, it's it's gone up this much. And it's gonna, it's like the day where we stop saying it's USD. gone up. And we start saying these other currencies have done this in relation, in to, relation Bitcoin, to Bitcoin, not in relation to USD. Yes. That's when mm -hmm. people will realize. That's the shift right there. That's when people will realize, oh, mm -hmm. Bitcoin is more legit than the dollar. No, you're right. And, and you know, my story about my mom. Does, people talk that, about, oh, it's going to hit a million dollars. No, 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 no. A million dollars is going to hit a Bitcoin. Exactly. It's going to fall down. Like, dollars will collapse <laughs> in value. To a, Bitcoin uh, is yeah. going to be the pegged currency. Exactly. But but that story about my mom, that Delta app, she, you know, after two or three days of having it, owning a Bitcoin, seeing what it's doing, you know, watching the actual price movement, she's sitting there going through the app, and the app's got, like, here's some news information, links to YouTubes and stuff like that, links to, like, you know, Medium articles and stuff like that that she gets to read, and... She'll she'll text me every other day or something. Oh my god, I just saw this other article that. La, da, da, da. I'm like, that's so awesome that she just wants to know about it. You know, even if it's just she's just reading whatever comes to you know on the screen. And it's the thing that I tell people that are like very uh, skeptical and very conservative about it is like it's like this, okay. Um, you, you're comparing it to the dollar, mm -hmm. right? And if you really look at the history of the dollar and the history of the Federal Reserve and the debasement of currency from the gold standard being eliminated, you know, 20 years after the Federal Reserve. And, and, what was it, 1944? And, and, the, went... 
and then the recent financial crisis crises beginning is, in oh yes. eight. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, which was just kicking the can further down the road to to uh, have more of a any any now. economist. I mean, they're able to put put up this facade because they're about to give we us fourteen hundred dollars. Right. They, Why are they, what is that? Gonna, how oh are they God. able to do that? They're just printing money. They're they, gonna they're gonna give us fourteen hundred dollars. They're gonna cancel fifty thousand dollars in everybody's uh, uh, student loans. It's all a facade, dude. They're, we're reaching the point where, the where it's just from. people are realizing this is just computer numbers. Buy Bitcoin. People are, Bitcoin is. Here's the thing, and people are like. Well, I don't understand Bitcoin. I don't understand the dollar. If you're being real, you you don't fully understand the dollar. Yeah. Most of that shit's computerized, too. And Mm -hmm. here's the real kicker between the two. Dollar, some Fed chairman goes in, types in, plus $20 trillion. Boom. Boom. And the value of a dollar, if you know your economics, they might be able to put up a facade for a little while, Mm -hmm. you know? And you don't see it happen over the last 10 years, but that value is just going down go, and down. Go look at a graph of, down. The, of the DXY, which is the um, relative value of the dollar. It's yep. just been doing a nosedive for yep. years and when years. When you compare years. it to a loaf of bread or yes. a gallon of gas or yes. something that you actually use on a day to day basis, the dollar has been going down at an increasing rate. You know, um, bread is still relatively the same exact value in gold that it was 2,000 years ago. Huh. It's still relatively the same exact value in in gold and bread. You know they've both increased in value by dollars, of course, but they've not really decreased or increased in value according to themselves because they both take work to create right. or to extract. Right. So I mean, I'm sure we've there's all agreed, some fluctuations, but you're saying obviously gold's worth a lot more than bread. Right. Right. But, but the that, ratio. that that ratio has not changed very much. Right. It's it's always been understood that this amount of work is required for gold. And this amount of work is required for a loaf of bread. Right. So that's the same. But Bitcoin. But Bitcoin. There are 21 million Bitcoins. There's only like 19. (laughs) Oh, yeah. When you consider the lost ones, right? The lost one, Satoshi's wallet, which is probably never going to move. You think? I don't think it ever moves. Let me ask you. If you create a Bitcoin and you, I mean, you've been mining it since day one. You got a, we get a wallet with a million sitting there and like, it's like, it's like a story at this point, you know, because if it moves, everyone knows who you are. Everyone that, knows. How? How do they know? What are you going to, what are you going to move it to? Dollars or what are you going to move it to? Right. Yeah. What are you moving it to? Where and where. And, and where, where and how. Going? And you're going to give up some information about moving it. Yeah, so something, something, some sort of information. So what's more valuable? Be. Having right. the story of Satoshi Nakamoto, or I mean, the, the, the fucking Bitcoin's more valuable. Let's just be real. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, I doubt it ever moves because I think you know, if it was me, that million Bitcoin is literally an unfeasible amount of money, and I've been mining Bitcoin since it was created anyway. So I've got thirty-three thousand or whatever because I've created. I created it. You know what I mean? Like I've been mining it since day one. Whatever. 33,000 bitcoins. I'm just saying like what if you were that guy, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like yeah, you got yeah, a yeah. you got a wallet with oh, a million. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then you've also got one with 33,000 of them and you're like yeah, why, why would I move a yeah, million? Yeah, I'm just yeah, going to no, leave it there. Like, the story's worth more at this right. point, no, no, you know? Like you I, know he's I, definitely got more I than those. I could pay my way for the rest of yeah, my yeah, life for, for sure, this amount. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, so when then so that's a really good point though cuz when you factor in all of the lost wallets, continual loss. Satoshi 
continuum. Yeah, and more and more and more people are losing. Oh, well, that guy just lost $250 million in Bitcoin the other day. Did you see that? Uh-uh. Uh, he had he locked it away in some crazy wallet. I guess he did it a couple, you know, five or six years ago when it was not, you know, Bitcoin won't exactly worth as much. Right. And he, he had like 7,000 of them or some shit like that. And just forgot it in, about it. Locked it in this wallet that if you... If you guess the wrong password ten times, it destroys all information on it forever. Oh shit! He's he's down to two more guesses. I don't know if he's guessed them yet or not, but he's got two more guesses for two hundred fifty million dollars. <laughs> yeah, I, I would not want to be. That I would guy. try to find that piece of paper Bro, before I, I guess oh, again. I would. I would go. I, you don't know how much money I would pay to like psychics and like. Just yeah. ran. I'd like go do some weird drugs and try to get some dude to draw out the info out of my brain. And be like, do it. I don't care. Like, you can have half. Hypnotist. I don't care. Hypnotist. Where's the hypnotist? If it works, I'll give you half. For sure, dude. For sure. There's like there's a guy in England somewhere that's offering his county seventy nine million dollars to dig up the uh, landfill because he threw away a. Uh, I did read about that. The hard drive. Well, there's. An, I mean, that's the there. point though. Is there is intrinsic value in the. Stone cold fact that there will never be more. No, they're not going to make more. There's not going to be more ever. And so the only thing they can do is make it worth more and increase the decimals. But make it worth more relative to what? I don't know. Yeah, that's the, the stuff thing. around it. Bread, right? right. <laughs> gold, other, other gold, cryptos. other cryptos. You, I think is where say, the futures. You could you could relate it to gold. I think that'll be a continual gold, thing. Yeah. I though I will say. You what know, about other cryptos though? Like ones that. Like for Litecoin, Litecoin, for instance, that's pretty much Bitcoin that runs at faster transaction speeds. Right. It's it's like, I don't know, Litecoin. I've I've been working my way out of Litecoin because I don't see any advantage to it other than it's cheaper, and I got the Lightning Network, which has cost me two or three cents, and it happens in a second anyway. Like I could send you a Bitcoin transaction that would happen in a second. It would cost two pennies. So right. I don't see a benefit to Litecoin other than not it's, now. It's, 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 yes, not now. But what about when the net? When what about when Bitcoin becomes oh, in, in, the pegged currency? I, that's what I, I think, think Litecoin. So. Uh, that's what I think Litecoin becomes more now, of a thing. I mean, you could see Litecoin running a silver to Bitcoin's gold, right, 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 something like that. Yes, but I think the ratio is a little off right now. I think the ratio I, is a little I bit more agree. on point when it was August or. December 2017 and Bitcoin hit 20,000 then mm-hmm. and Litecoin was at like 350. Yes, yes. I think that ratio like with Bitcoin being at 30,000 and Litecoin still only at 125, 130. 130 like yeah. I think Litecoin's a good buy right oh, now. Oh, it's it's a it, it is. I, dude, I one of mine uh, if you want to know a good buy, I get some Devault. Like uh my buddy Jake works on that and um I just saw 150% profit today. On default, I mean, it's been doing it for like the past like three weeks almost, like seventy percent, eighty percent. What's that 50%. one about? Like, uh, it's is a, it a privacy it, coin. Or? It's a, um, it's a, it's a Bitcoin Cash um, mm. fork. So they fork Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin it, Cash is an interesting one too. I've seen, I've read. It is uh, like I don't communities like the, that say like that it's the real it. Bitcoin. I don't like. I don't like the people behind it. Yeah, I think like I was saying earlier with the story behind Satoshi Nakamoto, the Roger Ver story is the exact opposite. It's full of like mire and muck, and I don't, I don't. That's not an appealing story to me as far as why I'd want to invest in that currency. But right, but Devault is a fork of of Bitcoin Cash, and like um, basically when it started, they had a different name because it was kind of like a 
they're kind of making a joke on Roger Vera. I think I think that's the guy who's behind Bitcoin Cash. But he was saying that um, Bitcoin Cash was big, the Satoshi's vision. And so when when Devault was actually created, they they called it Bitcoin Satoshi's vision. So that when he referred to Bitcoin Satoshi's vision, it was them that he was referring to, even though he didn't really know it. You know, it was kind of like a stab at him. But then right. it ended up being this it, trolling. They're doing that that Dow thing that everybody keeps doing now. The uh, polka dot and all you know, yeah. all that stuff is coming out now. That yeah, Uniswap, Uniswap, all you know, one inch, all that stuff. Polka that, dot, you know, yeah, yeah. I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of new ones showing up. So they're doing all that, and and it's I mean it's it's pretty good. They got all the technology from Bitcoin basically, because Bitcoin Cash is a fork of Bitcoin. So they've got all of this. How many of these cryptocurrencies realistically hang around for the long haul, though? You know, I heard a guy talk about that one time, and he was like, "Think about metals. You know, they all have a different purpose." Yeah, but that's my thing. There's still there's only there's there's still a limit. There is. Even no, if it's no. 150. I, I agree. There is a or, limit. Or 1,000. I don't There's know. There's some sort of limit. I, I can't put the number on it. Right. But, but basically, I think that's what we're going to figure out. We're going to figure At out this what, point, is our, what is our enterprise, what is our commercial, what is our industrial, what right. is our... Right, exactly. What What's our, our health care? Right. Exactly. We're going to figure out all that thing on, on you know, individual blockchains. And there are, there's going to be a winner in each section. And I do think we'll probably see... You know, four or five in each each section, because there's going to be yeah, you know, so that's parts of the world that like other things. I'm a little more conservative there. I'm thinking, <clears throat> and I'm not saying the t- the ones that are in the top 25 right now are going to mm-hmm. be the, the 25 or so. Oh, I, but I, I, I think, think it's only going to be 25 or so that are around for the long, long haul. I would I would put the number more towards 200. If I was going yeah, no, no, to yeah, make a guess, I mean, I just, think just strictly, you're right. Just as far as based on the world, and like, we're, d- depends on how you define success, too, people right? In, people in Russia don't like things that people in America like, right? And I don't think that's going to change. I think you know, it, right? If there's going to be those niche ones. If, if 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 some country that doesn't like some other country, you know, whatever it is, France and England. Let's say France goes with this one crypto. England. There could be a lot of privacy ones. That's a, that's a that's a niche where you could have a lot of now. I wonder if coins. the privacy sector is gonna really be one of the ones that somebody wins. That's a weird one, right? Because that's the one where obviously the regulatory agencies are skeptical about that. And if also if I ran a privacy crypto, I would spend a lot of my profits breaking other people's cryptocurrencies. Right to I show would, that I would yours break is your more... privacy. I'd be like, yeah. actually, that's bullshit. You should use right. this. Right. That's what I would do. And, and and so I mean, the fact that we don't see more of them getting broke is 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 a is a, a good testament sign. to blockchain. It's a good sign. Honestly, it's a testament to the design of blockchain itself. It is, it because is. Because blockchain it really is. is the way it's designed. And listen, I'm still a novice at this, but from a very uh, layman's point of view, it seems to me that the 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 value of a blockchain and as far as the way it works, the way it operates, is that the longer it operates, the, the more, more value, secure it becomes. The more secure, the more value. <clears throat> In, info is the new oil. Information right. is data the new oil. Is data, the data new oil, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Like access to information is the most valuable thing in the in the planet right now. And so like I think what we're gonna see is a bunch of these a bunch of these cryptos are gonna figure out ways to to talk to their network and and generate a bunch of data that that people can or companies can use to 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 save money in you know transportation save money in shipping save money in 
you know, coordinate things better. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and, and when you start thinking about things, when you really start thinking about it on that granular or detailed of a level, like a micro, you, like, you can, yeah. yeah, you can start to see where maybe, you know, I'm thinking when I say only 25 coins make it, I'm thinking like Amazon or Google or Facebook level make it. But the, I but, like, I, no, but I, I see I a whole nother and level. That, see, I, th- of I would say that there's at least four viable competing cryptos that want that spot that the number one has. I don't right. think those are going to go away to zero. Nothing's ever topping Bitcoin either. No. Well, you know, I don't believe it. I won't speak for a hundred, two hundred, three hundred years from now, but like, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I think it's going to have to be now. All right, are we talking about price per coin? Or are we talking about total market cap? Because I think market cap, it can be beat. True, true. Because I'm, I'm talking about total value relative to today's dollar. Um, obviously, we I, just had that conversation about which, which is the pegged currency. I think I think there's a lot of... Um, whichever cryptocurrency figures out how to bank the world under itself is going to really see the most growth. There's like $500 trillion just waiting to be sucked away into whatever figures that out right first right what do you think as far as like ripple or these more centralized i don't like them cryptos yeah i don't like them never have yeah um, it's not what blockchain was about no no that's i mean that's honestly one of my holdups with bitcoin cash is the centralization around that that the individual that always seems to be at the forefront all the time so it's it's just one of those things I don't like. I don't really, you know, then there are cryptocurrencies that are, cent- well, I wouldn't call it centralized, but that are more reliant on one person as the, the figurehead of a crypto. Like, but they're, they're built like that. Like Litecoin or I would, Tron. I would say Litecoin less now. Charlie Lee is kind of backed out from it. Right. But originally, yes. Originally they were, they were completely Charlie Lee was running it. But I would say like more like Tron. Something like that. It's, it's right. That's more of an investment in this person. Do you believe he's gonna, you know, uh, fulfill his promises and 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 you know, he he generates market you know interest. I think the only thing keeping him back right now is the Chinese government. <clears throat> I think the only thing that's that's holding Tron and Alibaba for that matter, uh, which I understand is you know, Jack Ma's baby or whatever. Right, right. But uh, but yeah, man. Awesome conversation. I'm gonna let you go, but uh, uh, I know I know we talked about cryptocurrency for a while there. But any any shorter uh, statement to wrap it up? Any any one liner you want to leave the people with? Or, um, or two lines? But you one, know what I mean. One or two lines. Let not a see. not a whole cryptocurrency tangent. <laughs> not a whole tangent. Um, <laughs> well, I already said buy Bitcoin. Um, if I was gonna leave it on anything, I'd say buy Bitcoin. Hell yeah. Buy Bitcoin, Buy alienation. Bitcoin, personal love freedom. Y'all. Live, live free or or die. Give me liberty or give me death. Boom. That's real. <laughs>